What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack us. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy, it's slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. We are here to recap a Chicago Bulls loss and a weekend, I guess. Uh, a weekend that we wish would have turned out different. 119 to 108. Before we do that, be sure to turning. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying right now because I've been drinking. Be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all Chicago sports literature and podcasts. You need to follow us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at ontapsportsnet. Following Goose. At Bull Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review. You already know why, because that's cool and tough. If you are on Facebook or Twitter, please, for the love of God, fuck that. Go over to the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube. Literally, that's what you type in the little search bar. ONTAP Sportsnet, hit the subscribe button, hop in the comment section, talk with Goose and I. It's Sunday fun day, and we're going to talk some Bulls basketball. Goose, the Bulls lost to a really good Philadelphia 76er team today, but it wasn't terrible. How are you feeling after that? Given the fight that we put up, uh, obviously it sucks that we lost the game where DeMar, uh, the, the MVP almost put up a triple-double and a 50-point triple-double. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> you know, 45, 9, and 7 on the night for, for Debo. Uh, so to have that kind of wasted sucks uh, just because he was – magnificent tonight um but when you get to like the bottom of the uh stat sheet there and you see who was in the game for the bulls it kind of makes sense um and that's kind of been the tail of the tape for the last couple of weeks here we're down four or five rotation guys and it just hurts because that means we have to watch matt thomas play basketball oh god i hate him so bad his warm-up consists of him being at the uh the mid-court line and doing dribble drills I want to see him taking 900 threes before a game, before he even fucking gets in to do anything. But I, I'm glad that you so said he warms, you, up, he warms up like he's Steph Curry is what you're trying to tell me. Yeah, he just did these okay. dribble drills. I mean, and that's all he did. I, I think I may maybe I saw him put up like maybe 10 to 15 shots. That's it. Um, and we got there. You know, Goose has the American Express card. You're able to get in like whatever. It's like fucking hour early or an hour and a half early. Um, maybe two hours early, but you get to go watch the players warm up, and that's all he does. He does not do anything else, and it's fucking ridiculous. The guy should be shooting 100 fucking plus threes during warm-ups because that's what his job is to do. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned what you mentioned because that's the first thing I wanted to get into tonight is DeMar DeRozan's after-the-game press conference comments. I think it was our buddy Kali. I don't know if it was him for sure. I just listened to the on the radio um, on our way back. 
But somebody asked Damar about like, do you, you know, since Cleveland made their big move today and our buddy Chai sports fan who always hops in the comments, he's not here right now, but he said it was not a big move. I highly disagree. Karis Levert going to the Cleveland Cavaliers is a big fucking move. He brings wing defense. We already know he can create his own shot and he can hit down threes. 32% on the year, I understand, but he was asked to be the guy in Indiana with uh, Sabonis and Turner battling injury problems. He was just put in one of the best situations he can be put in. So uh, DeMar was asked tonight about the Bulls. Do they need to make a move to counter that move from from Cleveland? Because Cleveland's not too far behind the Bulls in the Central or in the Eastern Conference standings as a whole. No, we're, we're a sneeze away from the play-in, despite how good we have been and being at the top of the conference for most of the year. We are still a sneeze or a blink away from being in that 6-7-8 spot where you're, you're flirting with that play-in spot. And this is where I want to ask you. So DeMar's response to, I th- again, I believe it was Kali, but his response to that was, well, you're missing one of the top point guards in the league in Lonzo Ball. You're missing one of the best defenders in Alex Caruso. And you're missing a uh, high-end, up-and-coming young talent in Patrick Williams. That was DeMar DeRozan's response. I want your reactions to that. If those guys were healthy, would you still feel like you need to make a move? No. I mean, I don't feel like you need to make a massive move at all. These kind of fringe second Maybe just kind of picks. like a role-player type of move? Yeah, maybe? yeah those, these, these fringe moves that cost you that Portland pick that definitely doesn't look like it's going to convey at this point because they're tanking and selling off and all that shit. Despite all that, I believe they're still in the play in, in the are, West yeah. over there. Um, well, they were but, they were two days ago. I know that for sure. I'm going to look while you talk. They're, they're, they're still flirting with the play-in, but at the same time, um, they're clearly on the uh, selling side of the situation here. So right. uh, expect them to continue to drop. This pick probably isn't going to convey, and uh, Dame can say he's loyal as much as he wants, but at a certain point, Portland might want to trade Dame, and then it doesn't matter how loyal you are. Because you're going to the highest bidder. It's about um, the franchise, not about the player. Exactly. Right. So um, this pick might turn into multiple seconds anyway. So trading yeah. it with, you know, Troy Brown Jr. Probably Tom a win right now. Eric Jones Jr. You know, the, the guys that are the back end of the rotation pieces with some seconds, protected firsts. Those are the kind of moves I think we're going to make. Right. Um, okay. As, as, as we've touched a lot. Um, obviously that Jeremy Grant move lingers. If you see the value on the Karis Levert being at um, what it was, they really didn't get very much. They got no, they got like it was Rubio, yeah, Rubio, injured Rubio, who I believe seconds like an expiring contract anyway. Yeah, so you know, cap filler protected first two seconds for you know a guy with fringe all star capabilities. Obviously, that's a big deal. It is no, it is a big deal, and I think the Cavs got a really good deal, uh, yeah. a really good fit on a situational sale that Indy's having there. So um, maybe that sets the market for Jeremy Grant. Maybe the Pistons realize in the final hours here that they're not going to get what they're looking for. They're not going to get a superstar kind of package offer. He's got a short-term contract. Uh, he's looking to get paid again. He's looking for a specific situation. Um, they might have thought that would increase the value right. on the market, but but the opposite effect is, well, okay, if he doesn't really want to come here and I know he's not going to stay, well, then maybe we see a value around that where the Bulls can sneak in there and make a deal like that as well. Yeah, I mean, 
we saw the news break at the stadium tonight, right before the Bulls game started. So did Karis LeVert. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And I'm looking at it, and again, I had a lot of people with pushback when I tweeted about it, about how that was a big-time move. Um, it's not a big-time move just because Karis dropped 40 on us the other night. It's a big-time move is because Karis LeVert is a skilled player that adds to a competing team. He brings defense. He brings a good shot selection. He does a lot of good things for a, a team that's trying to get into the playoffs and make something happen. He's a key, a very high-key rotational player. So, so we, were ta- we were talking at the bar in, in Section 328 tonight about what do we do now? What do the Bulls do? And I still don't have an answer because, like you said in the beginning, and like DeMar said tonight, well, when we get healthy, this is this is a different situation. But we're not healthy. So what is our realistic expectations right now? Do we want to make something happen in this playoff and hope everybody gets healthy two weeks like it's uh, like it's projected to be? Caruso, Ball, Patrick Williams, DJJ. Do we want to ride into the playoffs like that? Or do you want to go and make something happen to put somebody alongside DeMar DeRozan's MVP type of season? Zach Levine's second straight all-star season. Uh, Vooch waking up from where he was before and capitalizing off of what he's been doing. Do you want to make a move or do you stand pat? I don't have an answer. I, I really don't. I don't know what to do. Because if, if everybody was healthy, I think I'd have an idea. But the fact that everybody's not healthy, I don't. I don't know what the best I, – I do not envy Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley right now because I don't know what move to make. Well, no, because there is that looming issue of what, what if Pat is the next Kawhi? What if he is the paw? That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, right. what, what, what if he becomes the paw d- down the road and he's the second coming of, uh, you know, that two-way forward role that – does everything on the floor uh, for a team and you trade him for a rental of a guy like our buddy Drew Stevens is pointing out on the side here. I got him. He he has a fixation with being that primary role. Um, He wants to be that guy. He wants to get paid like an all-star. He wants to be, get all-star consideration. You really don't get that as the fourth man on a team, even if it's the first place team in the Eastern conference. If he um, plays his role right, though, you could argue if he plays his role right and he embraces it, you could argue he could be a guy like uh, Draymond Green. I'll throw that guy out there real quick. No, he, he is. I mean, but the, those are such rare situations where you see Golden State in the year that Atlanta won over 60 games and, you know, took first in the East and they had three or four All-Stars. It's really rare that you see those things come about. Um, God damn, you're right, we, dude. Who was that? Millsap, Horford, Corver, and uh, Teague? Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, you're right. That's that's pretty good comp. Yeah. Um. So for, for that kind of thing to happen, one you have to win sixty plus games. You got to oh, yeah, right, blow people's right. minds. Um, and it just it doesn't really happen. So, do you trade a prospect like that for that? And as far as we've been heard in these rumors, it's it's not what's on the table. Kobe maybe, um, but Pat they're not willing to move. For Jeremy Grant, but uh, as we know as Bulls fans, uh, previous regime as well as this regime, it's all bullshit that you hear because they are locked tight. Whatever yeah. is actually going on in that war room for the Bulls, that um, you know, it, it's not it's not being leaked. It's, it's well, and that, and that's where we have to give our, our buddy. I know a lot of people can't stand him. We've had great conversations with this guy on multiple occasions, but Cowley's right. 
It's fucking airtight in there. That's why I think this Dennis Schroeder shit, which we're going to touch on in a minute, is bullshit. I feel like this is Boston smokescreen stuff, but they're airtight in there. I mean, they're airtight. I, I don't know what is, what's true and what's not. So everything to your point, I don't know what they're going to do, but I do believe that Joe had it right along with Casey Johnson at the beginning of the season. They do not want to move Patrick Williams. does not matter if he's hurt or not. They do not want to move him. I don't think he is. He's their golden boy, and I don't think five games this season is enough for them. Um, what about the 71 last year they played? Does that not do it for you either? Because, I mean, to be honest with you, it doesn't do it for me either. Like, I wish I could see more. It doesn't more. convince me that he's a star. But well, what I meant by what I meant by do it for you is I, I meant like, can you justify keeping him to see what he can still do? Or do you want to move him because you think you're in contention? Because I don't want to trade him because I think he sucks. I want to trade him because I think he holds value to put us over the edge. There's yeah, a difference. If, if, if we're trading him, it's because he's the only piece that has legitimate high value on this team that can get you a fringe level all-star. Right. Um, he's, he's your last trade chip that can do that. Right. Um, obviously, alongside Kobe, but Kobe doesn't. Kobe probably has well, a lot of value. We got to talk about that, too. Contract. No, I mean, we, we pointed it out a little bit last episode. Kobe has not played the last two games. We'll see if he plays tomorrow. We'll see if Zach plays tomorrow. He was uh-huh. warming up tonight, Goose. He, he was, was warming up. Yes. He oh, was warming sorry. up. He was taking threes. He was uh, he was doing a couple uh, hezzy drills. Um, and then uh, Goose and I thought he – or Juice, I'm sorry. Juice and I thought he was going to play. And he was in his gear, um, you know, well, warm-up gear. And then all of a sudden he went back into the locker room area. And within five minutes after he left the court, because we got there early to watch shoot around, it was released that he was sitting out again. Um, Kobe looked all right. The shot was not falling for him during practice. But again, that's just practice. I've gone to games and I've watched Zach Levine not hit shit and shoot around, but then play a game and hit everything. Um but yeah, no, he he ended up sitting again. And today, that rumor of him being not involved, but Boston, not wanting Troy Brown Jr., but wanting Kobe Wright, Kobe Wright, Kobe White for Dennis Schroeder, popped up again. And I thought about what you said the other night. I wonder if they're keeping him out because he's a trade chip. I'm not sure. I would be very upset if that was the trade, though. I'll be honest. With you. Yeah, I mean, if you're trading Kobe, I would like to think you're getting more than Dennis Schroeder on a, you know, prove it rental contract where he went to Boston thinking he was going to be a contributor on a contender. If you remember, Dennis Schroeder wanted a ton of money before this offseason. Yes, he. I mean, he turned out a big ass bag from the Lakers. Uh, obviously, he was kind of the laughing stock of the offseason because nobody. Uh, everybody kind of knew that he was not getting anywhere near 15 to 20 mil that the Lakers offered him in an extension. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do, do I understand the Schroeder move just because of the history with Billy and Billy's success with multiple guard lineups and our need for it right now, in a sense? Uh, because, yeah, uh, as our buddy AK Fan Club and some random uh, retweeter copy person, Clara, in my comments, responded to our uh, uh, our post about uh, dropping some questions. Um, why, why, why wouldn't you want Schroeder taking Matt Thomas's minutes in? Obviously, I think we'd all. I think we'd that. all want that. But yeah, I mean, at, at, at the at the cost of Kobe, no, 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 because I know the team. Like, if you take a step back, you realize the team is hurt, and and, and you realize like, I think if healthy, Kobe contributes a hundred times more. Than Matt Thomas, who's a non-rotational player in the NBA, yeah, contributes. I mean, and I think 
with the fact that Billy is good at these three guard lineups, Caruso, Io, and Kobe, that's a badass trio coming off your bench. I agree. Like, the, the, you, two of those three guys are so elite defensively that Kobe's flaws defensively don't look as bad. And we've at least seen the effort defensively from Kobe this year, even if the uh, results haven't really followed. We, right. we, we have had moments this year where we're like, damn, uh, defensively, Kobe has definitely improved. Um, the eye test would tell you that, even if the numbers don't. Right. Uh, I just, again, I, I, I went and I watched some clips of Schroeder this year with uh, Boston, and I just think that this is a smokescreen created by Boston's front office. I, I just don't see this being yeah, true. I mean, they got to be trying to boost value. They uh, have to be. I think yeah. it's interesting that they're selling. Because yeah, the- no, that's fair. But I mean, they are eighth in the East. They're five games above five hundred. So if they could find somebody, basically, what Boston's looking for is a trade that helps them continue climbing in the East. Whether that's a huge move or a move for a rotational player, that Jalen Brown for John Collins, just to shake things up. They'd be stupid not to. If that trade's on the tail of Boston, would be stupid not to. I'm sorry. Jason Tatum and and, and, and Jalen Brown are very talented players. But if I, you had to put your stock in one, I'm going to ask you, well, who would it be? Because mine would be Tatum. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would put my stock in Tatum. And I think having – I mean, the way that Tatum plays – Like Collins uh, right. at that fringe all-star level as opposed to another ball-dominant wing. Obviously, 100%. Brown is a two-way wing. Right. I, I do think that is a little bit more of a deadly duo. Um, I, I agree. I think that I think that the way Tatum plays basketball with the way that Collins plays basketball, it's a match made in heaven for those guys. Now, I would hate that as a just got rid of Reddish, so they right. You know, their wing log jams a little less loggy. I, I I'd hate that as a Bulls fan because I feel like Boston gets better and I feel like Atlanta gets better. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you, there's that's, that's what's crazy about the, these teams that are slipping in the East is you can kind of just feel that they're just player swap, a little bit of a culture shift, a momentum, just a change. Bro, like, I love that you say that. Better. I love that you say that because look at a team like Brooklyn, who's on an eight-game losing streak. Obviously, KD's been out. But this trade talk with fucking Harden and Simmons is heating up. Like, I would not be surprised to see that a day or two before the February 10th deadline. I'm not kidding. So no, if, that, I mean, if that happens, we're in trouble because we're hurt. We're in big fucking trouble. The same way that winning cures all, losing breaks all. Right. Uh, and with the signs of KD not coming back for a couple more weeks, um, these rumors, the tension, um, the future, just uh, the, everything around this. Uh, you got KD popping back off at Stephen A. Smith on Twitter. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's it's palpable in the air that this is something that could actually happen. Um despite what you would think is tainted value for Ben Simmons refusing to play for this team. Dude, right? I'm saying. But but at the same time, as the clock ticks, he is the best available asset that is readily available. By far. By far. But but if Harden is openly available all the same, uh, I mean, I guess maybe there's interesting offers, but for Brooklyn, they're in win now. Ben Simmons is the best option for them. Well, people jumped on this train about Ben Simmons, too, after his poor playoff showing that he's some sort of bad player. That, listen, <laughs> no, he's not. He's, he's a not a bad player. He's a defensive 
player of the year candidate who can faci facilitate your entire offense. He's a fucking um, point guard who can defend any position. I'm listening to me. Any position he can defend on the floor. Any. One through five. He's Rudy Gobert as a point guard. That's pretty much fucking He just it. can't shoot. That's his problem. So if you put Kyrie and, Kev and Kevin Durant next to him. Problem solved. 100%. And why? We just talked about Draymond a few minutes ago. Be uh, he's way he's better than actor. Draymond. He's he's, yeah, he's so, Draymond on steroids. But he reaps the benefits of the players that are around him. And if he plays with a guy like KD and a guy like Kyrie Irving, he's going to reap these benefits. He's oh, going to be all-star and, and title contender. When it comes to Kyrie, I'm convinced that Brooklyn's just playing this smart. They know they're going to be in the playoffs. They are saving this fine situation for when it matters. Yeah. They'll rack up the fines. Yeah. But they're going to rack it up in the playoffs. They're not going to waste the fine on a game against the Cavaliers in New York um, in the regular season. No. Just because Cleveland's playing well. No, they're going to start playing Kyrie game. Irving in the fucking playoffs. That's what yeah, they're going to do. Exactly. The, yep. the, the, that's what they're saving these fines for. Yep. That's fucking wild, too. They got it down. I, I, I see that happening. It, 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 again, you know, I know the trade deadline's coming up. We haven't really talked about the loss tonight. We, we do need to talk about DeMar. And that's really all I'm going to fucking talk about over this game. We were at the game. Oh, um, we got to have a Javante moment, too. Oh, Javante was great. Um, but Juice and I were at the game tonight. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of good things. We saw a lot of bad things. Unfortunately, Io didn't have a great offensive night shooting the rock, but he was aggressive. Um, he had a hard assignment, too. Um, DeMar DeRozan in pregame was hitting literally everything, and he translated that over to the game itself. He finishes off with 45 fucking points, nine boards, and seven assists. Uh, DeMar had a great high or just a season high? That was a season high. I think DeMar has dropped 50 before. I could be 100% wrong, but I will I will get to that once you get into a uh, rant. I will Google that. But um, Second screen. Yeah, second screen. But Vooch, you know, even Vooch, I know he had a hard shooting game, but he was playing some really good D to start this game off on Joel Embiid. And it just didn't go the way that we wanted it to go. Um, again, the Bulls, a loss is a loss, but at the end of the day, what DeMar DeRozan said in the press conference about it, the players that they're missing, top point guard Lonzo Ball, top defender and Alex Caruso, top young player in Patrick Williams. I think the Bulls did a pretty good job against Philly. They are now 0-3 against them on the year. Um, and a lot of people kept telling me while we were at the game how afraid they are of, of Philadelphia. The last two losses against them, I look and I'm like, man, if we're healthy, I wonder what it looks like. Not saying that they won't beat us or that they can't. I think if it's that much of a matchup now with a guy like Matt Thomas playing 34 minutes and Malcolm Hill playing 22 minutes, I think that we have a we have a real nice awakening come playoff or important basketball time. Yeah, I mean, our issue the last couple of weeks has really just been our defense. We're giving up so many points. Yeah, well, and that's because ben, that helps. And, and when it comes down to – uh, Malcolm Hill, Matt Thomas, and McKinney and Bradley coming through with enough buckets for you to beat out the other team's bench. It's just not going to happen. Um, come playoff time, though, like, there's a lot of teams that I'm fucking scared of if we have to go up in a seven-game series. Philly, Miami, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Like, yeah, like, luckily, we'll probably only have to see two of those teams at worst. Uh, of the three matchups that you can have on the path to the finals. Um, but none of those matchups are really all that favorable. 
One of them's got Giannis. One of them's got Jimmy Bam, Kyle Lowry, uh, Victor Oladipo, if he comes back. like, And one of them's got fucking Kevin Durant. Yeah, and Kyrie and whoever the fuck is there by the time the trade deadline's over. So, right. like, there's no real favorable matchup for the Bulls. And that's okay. We came into the season the fucking underdogs. So we're going to be the underdogs again. We're fighting through adversity. We're, we're, we're readapting that mentality as much as it was to be bougie on top. Um, but, you know, when we're healthy, we can compete with any of those teams, regardless of favorable, favorable matchup or not. Right, right. Um, I did want to throw the career high out to you. It was 52 points for DeMar DeRozan yeah. against the Milwaukee Bucks in 2018. He does have a career high of 45 against the 76ers. Okay. Uh, and he did that back in, I'm sorry, he did that back in 2017. So he matched that tonight. Okay. So yeah. he matched that tonight. I really thought he was going to get a 50 biscuit. I thought he was too. But uh, yeah, I mean, DeRozan was, again, he was absolutely fantastic. But again, to his point, like I said, you know, you got some guys hurt. It's a different uh, situation. You can't use that as an excuse. You need to do what you got to do, especially with playoff teams. I don't like to use that as an excuse, but we were missing our best defenders and a guy in Pat Williams that you didn't really know what you had. Uh, also, DJJ, you know, that's a big loss, too. I know he doesn't get talked about just, enough. Just, but... just depth in general. Well, right. I mean, and that was the thing with the Levert trade, too, is uh, there's an account, and I, God, I wish I could find it, but there was an account that had put, um, you know, the depth that Cleveland has, especially after this trade. And like, oh, I wish as a Bulls fan, I wish I had that depth. It's like, well, you, you fucking do. It's just they're all it just hurt. just hasn't been whole. Right, yeah. they're all hurt. I don't know what to fucking tell you, unless your G League team is gone. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I, I really don't know. But, I, it, again, it, the trade deadline's approaching. The Bulls are a real contender. I don't know where to go from here. I just... You either let everybody come back healthy, dude, or or you make a – there's no bullshit move that takes place here. Like this Jakobotl shit, like what the fuck are you talking about? Like first-round pick and a key player, a rotational player, fuck off. Get, kiss my ass. Well, no, I mean, if that was the thing, well, I would have rather had Karis LeVert. Like, Me too. If, if Ricky Root uh, hurt – Ricky Rubio, oh, yeah. a first-round pick from a bat or from a playoff team in two second rounds. That's what it takes to get Karis LeVert, who's a what you said earlier, a fringe all-star. Yeah, if that's I mean, all that takes. If it wasn't for Karis LeVert's, I no. believe it's his. It's either his foot or his ankle that he's had issues with since he came out of Michigan State. Since he came out of Michigan, yeah. He, if he, he didn't had, have yeah. those issues, he probably is like. In the same caliber tier as your Victor Oladipo's, your Zach Levine's, like yeah. on that way making your way up to all-star or already being an all-star. He's the guy you read player. about in Slam Magazine for working on his game and becoming something special. No, I mean, because he's got that two-way two -way game. And he um, sure does have that fucking two-way game. So, I mean, in a sense, that trade for the Bulls could be favorable. If that sets the market on that caliber of player, I don't know if this is the last year of his contract or if he has another one left. He's eligible for a contract extension now that he's been moved okay. from Indiana to Cleveland. Um, Cleveland has the money to okay. extend him, probably what he's looking for. Um, this is a big trade within the Central. It, it, it's huge because Cleveland's not far behind the Chicago Bulls. And, and I, it's crazy to I, say. 
I think it's really crazy that we could see Lowry marketing in a playoff series this year. Not just that. Like, think about when, like, next year, if they have this team intact and Colin Sexton comes. No, I mean, the can't. That's what. Great point. I mean, that's what's scary about this Cavaliers team is it's essentially. It's got bigs and guards. It's what the Bulls team would have been if they didn't trade away Wendell Carter in the seventh pick, um, or the eighth pick rather. What I forget what it was. If I can get rid of it, Um, it had to be eighth. Otherwise, Fred wouldn't have let us trade it. Um, so Fonz Wagner, they're pretty much what the Bulls would have been if they didn't trade away all their young talent. They've wrote it out and they've added Jared Allen and now Karis LeVert that were the core of that Nets team that made the playoffs. And they're still young as shit. And most of them are on rookie contracts, which gives them flexibility. Um, it's a big time move, dude. So, no, it's a lot bigger move than some people are making it out to be. And it was cheap. Like it was nothing. Reddish and Karis Levert. I'm like, what the fuck, man? We're talking Jakob Podol. Well, what? What are we? What, what are we doing? Well, it's something that leads me to believe that there is a move on the market that we're unaware of because of the tight-lipped, closed-aired and, and new I, Chicago Bulls front office is. Be. I, I'm I mean, telling you, I, I, I like I, we've really heard like nothing on Bagley lately. That's what I'm saying. That's who I think it might be. And then we heard nothing. I think it might be him. I'm not fucking with you. I really think that might be it. I, I swear you to know, God. Just because situationally he is somebody you could get cheap. He's doing because I, I'm cool. If if the Kings move De'Aaron Fox for a guy like Julius Randle, which is being talked about right now. Have you seen those rumors? I will cry. If the Knicks get Cam Reddish and De'Aaron Fox, I'm going to have to like the fucking Knicks, man. But why? Because if they fucking trade, if they trade Randle for Fox or some sort of package like that, like that's been rumored. That's on ESPN. That's on Bleacher Reports everywhere. Whatever. If that happens, and then they're like, okay, now we need to put a guard that can create his own shot and shoot the ball while Randle's creating. Kobe White. Okay. So now you send. So no, I really have to like the Knicks because they have De'Aaron Fox, Kobe White, and Cameron. No, Kobe White would go to Sacramento for Bagley. Okay. Okay. And that's where I'm at. I, I could be completely wrong. It's bullshit. I don't fucking know. But like, well, that's where I'm like. Think, I'd like to think in there we could just hop in with this protected first and some seconds and get Bagley just situationally because he's but this not protected really that first is fucked. Yeah, but it's still. Because they're tanking. They're tanking. I mean, and Bagley's kind of shit in He's, terms yeah. of, like, situational value. Now, I'm not saying as a player, like, as a long-term prospect, I definitely think well, no, they killed potential him. No, there. No, they killed him. They, I don't know how they did it, but they, they fucked that well, kid. The, the Kings either kill your career or they, you know, build you up just good enough to trade you away. He was a double-double guy, and he's only fucking started 17 games this year and played in 30 of them. Okay, and he's at 9.3 points and 7.2 boards. You play this kid starter minutes, and, let, and let's yeah, see no, what he can do. You're talking like 15, 10, easy. He, and a guy, next to a guy like Vooch? No. I think Bagley's so, right. So, so Bagley is the move that I would like to see, especially because of what we just touched on with the Cavs, too. You, you, you do have to think about being able to compete with these younger upcoming teams. We're seeing the Nets super team on break in front of us already before they even played 30 fucking games together. 
that the game against the Bulls, where all three of them played, was like their 16th game ever on the court together um, at the same time. So they're not even going to get 20 games together, and they're going to blow that shit up. Um, that's wild, man. Yeah. No, that's crazy to think about. It really um, is fucking wild. Because I thought that that was going to be an unstoppable team. Yeah. I, um, again, hypothetical trades and whatever, you know they have Tyrese Halliburton over there who's the point guard of the future for that team. You bring in a guy like Randall next to him. With how the Western Conference is right now, that's a pretty good fucking twosome right there. Okay? Um, but I then you get, Randall's really that great. I, I, I'm saying that – listen, he was an MVP candidate last year. He has the – I, but he was. It's a I know he was. I know he was. He was all NBA. He, he got he got all the accolades. I and just, he got paid. He got paid. But it's the truth, though, is that he is a good player. And I really do think that everybody's shitting on him right now. But Tibbs has a big part in playing in that because Tibbs plays him 30 fucking eight minutes a game. Well, yeah, and ask him I mean, to do both. That, that kind of gives you a, a, an edge on people when you're playing six to eight more minutes a game than everybody else. Well, yeah, you have more. Stats yeah. will look a little bit better. And when yeah, you have success because you're playing 40 fucking minutes a game, then, yeah, it's going to look great for you. I, I see what you're this saying. year, when your team's not doing so well and, and you're you still like playing shit. 40 fucking minutes a game, and mm-hmm. now they're comparing you to Westbrook and you're building mm-hmm. houses with all your bricks and shit, that like – you know, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just if they get Fox for Randall, I will cry. You know, I like De'Aaron Fox, but I like Lonzo too, man. You know, and yeah, I, 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 I like I like what we have cooking. I'm cool with what we have, but you know, Fox is always gonna gonna have a place here. For me. Oh, I know, I know. You you've always been a big fan. It it it's just like the Bulls can do so many things. Like you said, you got guys like me watch, and Juice. Watch the Knicks get De'Aaron Fox and not play him either. <laughs> We traded Julius Randle for you because I'm Tom Thibodeau. You got to stand on the bench. Shit the is wild. The camera shit is wild. I am going to play RJ Barrett 42 minutes, and I'm not going to let Cam Reddish see the floor. It doesn't make sense. No. Not just because of the trade. Because of, listen, the talent and and listen, I, the talent's there, dude. The talent is there, and it, it is so wild to me that whatever Cam Reddish did, whatever his feelings were going into New York rubbed Tom Thibodeau so poorly that he can't crack the rotation. No, this was a lottery pick three fucking years ago. Well, and he's got chemistry with RJ and he is arguably the best shooter out of all three of them that came out of the draft. You know, he's definitely the best three point shooter out of all of them that came out. of It's on Zion is shit. He don't play. He does not play. He's nothing. And he shouldn't be on so anybody's glad, radar. I am so glad that that five thousand dollars iron card that I hit that I sold it. I just got. Yeah, I'm, it. I'm glad you did because I mean, listen, that dude is going to be the tremendous fucking bust because, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true. If you can't play, like, I don't care what your talent is, you can't play. You can't fucking play. <laughs> it is what it is. No, this but, isn't like Ben Simmons' situation in Philly where you knew what they were doing. You knew what Simmons like, was. This is like Zion's like actually hurt and he just like looks bigger every time you see him although i haven't seen him recently so it just it just blows me away that reddish can't break a rotation on the in, in new york for the knicks on that yeah. current roster it's, it's and, kind and, of bullshit, even funnier they're, they're trying to trade kemba walker who knicks fans told me was a, an amazing signing this offseason 
Kemba Walker was such a fun point guard to watch, but Kemba Walker's dealt with some injuries, and he's not the same Kemba that he was. And the reason I say that is because of his size. If he's not as explosive as he was due to those injuries, his size limits him, and that's why he doesn't play. When Michael Jordan thinks of Kemba Walker, he gets the baseball bat and the cigar out, and he just smiles. Yeah. No (laughs) shit, dude. (laughs) That was fucking terrible. I mean... (laughs) I, I don't know, man. I, I just, if you look at the buyout market, Derek Favors, Tristan Thompson, I mean, there's more names okay. on there. Um, and obviously that's hypothetical. We don't know the buyout market yet. We don't know what it looks like, but we know there's going to be some bigs on there. Um, the Cavs made that Levert move. And again, we've touched on it a couple times. It's a big move. I don't know if the Bulls should just get a buyout candidate or really should try to trade somebody that complements Nikola Vucevic. And what I mean by that is operating within the same space. So we had a fun conversation tonight at the bar in 328. We were talking about, you know, Lavert going to Cleveland and Indiana being on a fire sale about what Sabonis would look like here in Chicago. Oh, we don't have enough of that. Again, they just they just sold Karis Levert for pennies yeah, on the dollar. Bonus has actually been an all star. I understand that, but they they took PP for for Levert. So yeah, what? They'll I, take, I, a, they'll take a shiny turd for Sabonis or what? I mean, I think they might take a shiny turd for Turner. I think Sabonis might be like the one player that they intend on. Keeping so you're saying they're going to hold out for a, a great offer? Yeah, the, the, I, I think they'll hold out to like draft night where they know what kind of lottery pick they're getting. Hypothetically, they don't. Sabonis so, so is a 20 and 10 lightly. He's I know. Vooch or better caliber player. I don't think that we have another. But hypothetically, they don't. And they take a guy like Kobe White, who they know they're not going to have to resign in a year. They tank, they accumulate picks from the trades that they got from Levert or Sabonis or Turner. And then they start rebuilding the organic way. We've seen it a million times where teams take on young players that are at the end of their contracts that they can either bring back or they just let fucking walk, right? Or, you know, they they try to get a good haul for him. I'm trying to figure out if Sabonis and Vucevic can operate in the same space. Because after tonight's game, I don't think they can. And, And I want the rebounding. But I don't think they offensively can operate in the same space. No. I think Vooch needs a stretch four that can create off the dribble. Yeah, and I don't. The, I, I don't know. Billy's or even I don't know if it's Billy's design or what they decided they wanted to do going into the season, playing small and fast. Obviously, that's the way the roster has kind of been built. I don't think that fits. I think they're like identical. I think it's nice to have them. Uh, I mean, but at the same time, I just don't think it fits what we're doing. I do think you need a Jeremy Grant. Uh, style kind of player, and I mean a, hy- a hybrid four. Yeah, and I mean, and the more we talk about it, the more Pat just sounds like the answer because he is somebody who's willing to be a fourth option, who's a positive defensively, and can give you a twenty on a given night. Um, you know, like it's it's really tough to, um, especially because contractually he's going to make under ten million dollars for the next, you know. Rest of the season and two more after this. Right. So we got a comment from Burke here. I'm kind of, I don't know if Burke means to have Sabonis play off of the bench and go a small lineup with Vooch. Uh, Devonis Sabonis, I promise you right now, will not, is not coming off the bench. 
that's not happening. That that's not happening. Yeah. No. And, and if he does, it's going to completely derail derail his morale. That yeah, he's not coming off. Yeah, the this team that's been built. Right. Yeah, the, the, I think that's that's something else that we have to think about when we're talking about making any deals is the chemistry, the morale, the vibe on this team, the brotherhood, the camaraderie, any kind of word you can think of to encompass a group. They're in it together. Um, and you take the wrong piece out of here and this this show could crumble. So you do have to do this with a surgical knife as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where they go from here. I, I'll tell you what, the next four, three to four days is going to be interesting within the landscape of the National Basketball Association. It, and we have Phoenix tomorrow, correct? Yeah. But yep, what, yep. what other games do we have before the trade deadline is done? So, okay, I got you. I got you, my friend. Pulling that shit up on the second motherfucking screen is where I'm pulling it up right now. You just got to give me a minute because I was not ready for that question. Sorry, yeah. Was, <laughs> Hang on. So, wait, Phoenix. Phoenix on Monday. Okay. February 7th. February 9th. Wednesday. At Charlotte. The next game after that is Friday. I'll be there for Minnesota. I get to see Anthony Edwards in person. Cannot wait for that, by the way. But so that, yeah, we have two games left. Monday and Wednesday, February 7th and 9th. Okay. And, then the and the deadline is on the 11th. 10th. Deadline's on the 10th. Okay. Minnesota games the 11th then? Yeah. Okay. All right. So two more games. Like, that's that's crazy to think about. Um, just in the sense that they always wait till the last second. Like, they... It's it's interesting to see that there's been a couple of moves like the Levert deal. I feel like there's one more that I'm not thinking. Nor, of. Norman Norman Powell. And yeah, the Powell Covington deal. There we yep, go. Yeah, Powell and Covington going to the Clippers. That's a big um, deal for them too. No, it is because it holds them over until they get, you know, either Kawhi or PG back. Right. Um, so, no, I mean, usually you don't see these missiles kind of firing off this quick. So maybe maybe it gets a little hot and heavy sooner than usual. But usually we're counting down the seconds and waiting to like, Oh, maybe there's a couple deals that have not been finalized, finalized, but are still going to happen because they've already been sent into the league. We're just not uh, getting reports of it yet. Kind of thing because they always wait to the last second. Um, So we'll see. We'll be on the edge of our seats until then. Yeah. I, again, I'm excited. I mean, this is our our first competing season since 2017. I don't know what they're going to do, but obviously uh, as we pointed out, you know, uh, if the central got better, uh, with the Cavaliers making their move and Milwaukee being the defending champions, the Bulls are going to have to figure out something, <laughs> uh, period. So we'll see where that goes. I don't know what it'll be yet. Um, you know, there's a couple guys I have in mind. Is Marco uh, Simonovich the answer? Did you see 24 and 22 or something the other 24 night? 24 and 22. Would, yeah, if you have ESPN Plus, and if you don't, just take my account. I'll, I'll text you the shit later. But you can watch pretty much all the G League games. And, I mean, the guy has the basketball IQ, but I'm going to tell you what right now. I could be completely wrong, but how slow he is compared to, like, NBA talent. No. I, I think a lot of people overhyped him uh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Well, they have to agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, he just, dude, laterally, uh, off the dribble, uh, even shooting. Um, it's just, I don't, no. Nah, nah, I, <laughs> I don't see I don't see that starter. Like, the, like, we said this last year on the show, like, oh, yeah, Marco will come over and plays Lowry. Now that I actually have film that I could fuck with, like the G League stuff and the, even preseason and summer league, I'm like, oh, he's not even near him. No. Not even close. So, that's not great. <laughs> I mean, if he contributes on any sort of level as a second-round pick, you got to take it. I mean, 
I think we're counting our blessings with our Io Sumu second round pick right now. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yam done Drummond almost. Yam done Embiid. Um, and did have a pretty clutch three that almost made this game really interesting. Towards He's the getting end. confident, buddy. He is. No, I mean, it's great to see. I mean, and that's, I guess maybe, maybe we really do just sit on our hands at this trade deadline. You, you see the, the development of these players that have been forced into opportunity this year. Um, and you know what you're getting from most of the guys that are coming back, except for Pat. Um, and you at least know what Pat's floor is. It's just such a catch twenty two. Ain't it? It's it's such a catch twenty two. It's because like I I don't know why, but I'm siding with you. Like I let him develop, and I don't know if that's because of the hurt I've had throughout the years, and that's the only thing we could cheer for was development because the team wasn't competitive. But we're competitive now. But I still want the development because there's some young players here. But at the same time. Like, do you make that move? Because DeMar DeRozan's 32 years old. Are you going to get an MVP season out of him again? Vooch is turning it back on at 31 years old. Are you going to get another big season out of him again? I don't know that. So that's why it makes it so hard right now. Is like, do you fucking go for it? Because you know Zoe, Caruso, and Pat are probably going to be back at the second uh, to last week of March. Like, right when you're heading into the playoffs? Or do you stand Pat... And see what the fuck they could do. <laughs> Stand pat. Pun intended. And, but, like, what do they do? I don't know. It, it, dude, this week for Bulls on Tap, us and the people that listen to this show and fucking comment all the time, I think it's going to be fun as shit. Because I have no clue what the Bulls are going to do. And, I, and it's exciting. Because they're still first place in the Eastern Conference. Well, no. I think I actually have Tuesday and Thursday off because my work didn't want to give me the Super Bowl off. Because I usually have Sundays off. So, I didn't request the Super shit, Bowl off. Yeah. Uh, cause I just kind of assumed that I was going to have Sunday off like usual. And they're like, no, you're, you're going to have Tuesday, Thursday this week instead of NBA Thursday. trade deadline, baby. Go ahead. I'll take it. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, NBA matters more to me and I'll still catch the halftime show, which is all that matters for the Super Bowl. <laughs> very true. Very true. I mean, it, last question before we head out here, I know we've said, we don't know what you want to do, but assuming let's throw it this way. Assuming you get Zoe Caruso and Pat back. Sec, you know, second to last week of March. And that could be a trading team, too, that gets Pat, possibly, if he's a part of a deal. Do you make a move right now with how you feel, or do you stand Pat and try to go in the playoffs and see what happens? I stand Pat, pun intended, and I go for Marvin Bagley uh, with, you know, matching salary, second-round picks out the ass, however many I have to send uh, to make the Kings happy there. Um, this trade deadline or in the off season, this, this trade deadline, I, I go get Marvin Bagley. I mean, and then, I mean, you know, I mean, what about if that's the cost season, of Kobe? I'm not trading Kobe for Bagley. Okay. Um, so I, you're, I think you're, you're just looking Bagley's, at you gotta, you, Bagley's got a little less time on his contract. Yeah. And I think Kobe can legitimately steal you a playoff game or two on a given night. He is that hot and volatile when he's fucking on dude. Kobe White, Kobe White is fucking electric when he has a night, and he does have them often, and he can string them together. You need players. Win you like a that. game, he can win you a fucking playoff series. If you if you don't have superstars, you need players like that. I like, mean, what I mean by superstars, I mean like your LeBron James, Kevin Durant's of the world. Like if you, you don't can, have that, Kobe White's important. I'm glad you said Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, even before we got Demar here, said you have three guys in Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and 
Kobe White that can right. give you 20-plus points a night. And when you have that, you have a chance to beat anybody. Um, right now, we don't have that. That's why we're losing. We, we only have two of those guys right now. Um, and that's what's hurt these last two games. So Kobe has a lot more value to me than probably most people, and it's not just – No, I'm, I'm with you in the Kobe boat. I don't want to move Kobe. I've said that not, on the not, show. Not, not for what people are talking about. Like if he's no, they're talking the, about for pennies on the dollar. Exactly. Like you, if you're not getting me something that excites me or an equal prospect with a better fit, and, and I don't think Bagley fits that just because the one less year inconsistencies of his play. Oh well, yeah, and the inconsistencies. I mean, Kobe's just as inconsistent, but just the length. I meant minute-wise for him. You know, Kobe, you have for two more years, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, the rest of this year and then one more full season. Mm-hmm. So Bagley's owed money. If you want Bagley, you can go get Bagley as a restricted free agent. Uh, and that's kind of the leverage that you have over the Kings. So I think if you can get Bagley for a handful of seconds and, you know, salary filler, whether that's Troy Brown Jr. or whoever it has to be, send send Matt Thomas along too, please. And, um, <laughs> and, and that's, I think, a move that uh, – you. You don't ruin the culture and the chemistry. You probably add to it. You bring somebody in who has a chip on their shoulder, needs a fresh start, is probably accepting of any role because he's just been kind of getting shit on in Sacramento the last year. So uh, I think that's the kind of move that you make, and I'm glad that you've come around to uh, the the standing pat team, team team stand pat. That's where I'm at right now. And I, I we're agreeing um, three weeks ago. If you would have told me I could have traded Patrick Williams for Jeremy Grant, I would have been all over it. Um, oh, we were both in that boat. Yeah. Or if you would have told me I could have maybe done a TBJ deal, TJ or DJJ, whatever, for whatever to make it work for Harrison Barnes without having to trade Pat or Kobe, I would have also been into that. Uh, right now, maybe I'd still be into that one a little bit, actually. But yeah, I don't I'd still do that one. Yeah. I don't really want to blow it up too bad. Um, just because I don't know, I don't know what I have now. I, I don't know what I have and I just don't want to trade assets that might be valuable here for a failed playoff run because of health issues. And that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Whatever happens, happens. I think that Arturo's corner, I don't have to worry about this with Arturo's corner show and Mark Eversley. Um, I will say that they take swings. They have had a bad trade since they've been here. And I think that you could agree with that. The Daniel Gafford leaving here is a guy that we could use right now, big time. Um, and we thought that TBJ, and we've said, oh my God, it's great. No, I literally put together Daniel Gafford, Archie, and I think maybe even a second as a fake trade for Daniel Gafford. And obviously that's not exactly what happened, but Gafford for TBJ did end up happening. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's just, again, you look at that trade and you're just kind of like at the time, the fit looked okay, and then it didn't you turn didn't out. Know you were getting Javante Green. Right. <laughs> and you didn't know DeMar DeRozan was coming. And you didn't right. know Lonzo Ball was coming. Right. So, I mean, at the time, it, that and that was like one of their first trades. So, it, it, again, I think that the move, in essence, what made sense, um, it just didn't turn out to be a good one after the moves that they had made. So, but I do feel like that this front office, I'm not going to question them. I think that by February 10th, they're going to make a move or they're going to wait it out. And whatever they end up doing is going to be the right decision for the team going into the playoffs. Because if you and I both know that we don't know if or, or DeMar DeRozan is going to have a season like this next year, 
You best believe our front office knows that. And they're going to want to capitalize on what he's done. I guess we'll have no, to wait and see. I, mean, I think the, the, the point that you're getting at, though, is it's different from previous years. We're not really stressing about it. We're no, I'm not. Cool. Yeah. We're kind of yeah. cool. Like, when you can actually trust the guys that are making the decisions, like, and you trust their feelers outside of the one deal that you pointed out that was a good move at the time that just kind of went sour due to the upgrades you were able to make and Daniel Gafford's uh, continued ascension there in Washington. Um, it, you you have confidence, and the move that they make is the right one. So these, these next three and a half days are going to be kind of fun and exciting, hopefully. And if they're quiet, that just means that they're extremely confident in this roster, and that's a good thing. So uh, um, I think we're both excited either way. Yeah, absolutely. You got anything else, man, before we uh, we ride out here? We ranted for almost an hour this time. I, I didn't realize it until I looked, but, I mean, it didn't really feel like we did, but I, we did, which is fine. Whatever. We didn't really even talk about the game. There's nothing to talk about. Philly fucking beat us. So if you're here till the end with us, Philly beat us. Yeah, Debo, Debo had a 50-piece. Javante had 17 points. Another double-digit night. Big three. It's like fourth in a row. It is. Yeah, I think so. I think they yeah. were like four out of five, so this might be five out of six now. Yeah. Um. You know, but when he's one of three double-digit scores on your team, you probably didn't have that great of a night. You had Damar, Mooch, uh, and Javante, and that was it for double-digit scores. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you're going to have these nights, especially when you're hurt. You know, uh, Io is going to have some good nights. He's going to have some bad nights. I was a rookie. Playoff rotation is eight to nine deep, and you're missing four or five guys. You're pretty much fucked. Thank God. I'm glad you said that. The people get so mad, dude. You can't get mad right now. You have guys that are taking up 20 plus minutes out. 20. I mean, you have one guy who's taking up 30, 30 plus. Another guy who's probably taking 26 plus in fucking Caruso and Mia Ball, 30 plus. They're out. DJJ started to get up there towards the 18 to 20 minute mark before he went down. Uh, you got a lot of guys out. Patrick Williams would have been doing about 30 minutes, 30, 32 minutes a game. He's out. So, I mean, you got a lot of issues, no doubt. You got a lot of injuries. So, I'm not really too worried about it, man. We're just going to have to see what happens. We'll keep, we'll continue monitoring uh, the NBA trade deadline. If anything big happens, we'll have an episode out that night. Um, we'll keep, continue doing our post games. We should be here tomorrow for the Phoenix game after that, unless I crash out. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> you get anything else, brother? No, I mean, I guess just uh, sorry, Billy D, that you don't get to go coach the All Star oh, team. Oh man, yeah, I right, forgot that about roller that. coaster of the last few nights, kind of coming down to this. Uh, I was really hoping he got game. that. Probably uh, didn't feel so good, but uh, Demar definitely gave him his all. Uh, yeah. th- that was uh, an inspirational performance from him for his coach. Yeah, Billy, you're still our coach of the All Star team. Uh, you've been a great coach. I don't think that you'd disagree. I don't disagree. Um, I think he's a perfect coach for this team, actually, and he's been doing a great job at it. So, uh, unfortunately, he will not be coaching the Eastern Conference All-Star team. I think that will now be who? Will that be Spolstra? Yep, and it will now be Spolstra. <sighs> Fucking, I hate Spolstra, too. I, I just don't I don't like his face, really, is what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that definitely opens all the wings. His, yeah, his, that is. it really does. I think about him and LeBron and Wade just – beating the Bulls that I thought were going to win the title. So I, I hate his ass so much. But I don't have anything else either, man. We'll be back tomorrow after the Bulls take on the Suns. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. 
Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at Untap Sports Tap. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted. Follow me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. Also, if you're on Facebook or the Twitter, go over to the YouTube, subscribe to the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube channel. Hop into the comments section with us to talk Bulls basketball. We're live after almost every game. Again, we'll be back tomorrow night after the Bulls take on the Suns. Let's go.